from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We're going to stop right there. So we're starting a series on truth. I'm going to ask the question this morning, am I to trust my heart? Am I to follow my heart? Because it's a very popular saying, a very popular belief. We have to trust in something. We all trust in something. I remember Sherry gave that quote in Sunday school, wherever, uh, from Martin Luther, whoever, whatever you confide in, and I, I can't remember the other part, B believe in or confide in, that is your God, okay? That is your God. And so uh, we have to trust in something. And in the weeks to come, we're just going to look at the, the reliability of the Scriptures, the way that God can be trusted, that He is, like we sang this morning, He is. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And that we can trust Christ. But there's, there's a question that has to be asked because it, it's answered, I guess you would say, because it's asked so frequently in, in our day and promoted so frequently in our day. And that is, you're to follow your heart. Men, women, children, young people, students, whatever it may be, am I supposed to follow my heart? Is my heart what is to lead me through this life? Is my heart, my own heart, is, what, is that what is to guide me and steer me through life? Am I supposed to be led by the feelings and longings of my own heart? This world would give a resounding yes to that, right? This world does and would give a resounding yes. Follow your heart. Stay true to you. Don't listen to anything that's negative. You just follow that inner voice and so forth. In every part of modern culture and society, the voices are sounding out and ringing out and telling us to follow our hearts. And the drum keeps beating, right? Follow your heart. There, there's really one voice behind it all, and I believe it's the God of this world. But the, it's the, the admonition in the Scripture, if you don't know what to do, if you're not sure, the surest guide in life is to follow your own heart. Do and pursue after what you feel is right. Believe in and live by what you feel is right. We hear it in education. We hear, see it in movies. We see it in, in popular culture and entertainment and music. Uh, celebrities uh, give their, their two cents worth and so forth in books. And a lot of times the assigned reading, and most of us are, you know, beyond school age, but you have children that are school age. The assigned reading a lot of times for your children in school is going to be along those lines about following your heart and even worse than that. But we, we, this is what is promoted. But are we? Are we to live that way? Am I to follow my own heart? Is that the right way for you and I to make choices? Is that the right way for you and I to, to go through life and 
and live and make choices that will steer us correctly in the right way? Is that the right way that we are to navigate through life? And is that what we are to teach our children and to teach others to follow your own heart wherever it leads you? Can I trust my heart? And I want to read a couple of scriptures here just very quickly. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. I'm going to read it again. Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth. Remember Solomon wrote most of these Proverbs. He asked the Lord for wisdom. God said, I'll give you whatever you want. He prayed for wisdom to know how to govern God's people and be a king. He was young. And God said, I'm going to give you wisdom, that godly wisdom, that, that type of wisdom, not IQ necessarily, but godly wisdom. And he blessed him with other things he didn't ask for. Besides the Lord, Je the Lord Jesus Christ, Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. And he writes, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely he shall be delivered. There's another scripture. Every way of man is right in his own eyes. Every, I'm, I'm, you can't tell anybody that they're doing anything wrong. In their own eyes, uh, everything's right. They could be on death row for all kinds of crimes they committed, uh, but, but they're right. They have a reason for doing that. Every way of man is right in his own eyes. It says, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. He looks straight to the heart. So we're doing a series on truth, and, I, and this is how the Lord led us to, to start it this morning. And what am I going to follow? What is truth, and am I to follow the truth as presented in God's Word? Am I to follow my own heart? Am I to follow what popular culture and society says I'm to follow? What is the truth, and what am I supposed to follow? And the Bible says uh, that he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. Amen. We don't want to be a fool. Is my heart, is man's own heart, anybody's own heart, is that a reliable guide to guide us through life? I think we know the answer from the Word of God, but it goes so counter to what we're, what is hammered into us just in the world. And I would say, and maybe, maybe many times from the pulpit or in Christian literature, that we're to follow our own heart. But the Lord says the heart is deceitful above, above all things, above all things. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. The next verse goes on to say, I, the Lord, try the hearts and reins of men to give every man according to his doings and do it according to his way. But this is, I want to just spend this morning on this thought because this is the overwhelming thought and belief and advice that is given by the world to others. If you, were to, if you were to find one thing that would be like common in outside of Christ, okay, what would be common? Well, there's a lot of things that are common outside of Christ, but if you're going to say, give me a guide to live by, give me some advice to follow, we would be told, follow your heart, follow your own dreams, follow what you feel is right. That is the advice by fallen man that is given to others. But it is not at all what the word of Almighty God teaches. That is not at all what the word of Almighty God teaches. My heart, apart from Christ, is not reliable. My heart on its own, apart from Christ, is not to be trusted. It's deceitful. 
above all things and desperately wicked. But we're told that that is what we're to follow. And we have to make a, de a decision. Everybody will have to make a decision in their lives. These children, when they get older, and, and many are at that age now, we'll, we'll have to decide, what am I going to follow? What am I going to pursue after? What am I going to call my, my guide, my, my uh, leader through life? What am I going to turn to? And we're going to fall upon the Lord or we're going to fall upon something else. And the something else is going to be anything but Christ and it's going to lead you astray. Even if you fall upon your own heart and land upon your own heart. What are you going to land upon, so to speak? What are you going to, when you've searched everything, what are you going to fall upon? What do you run to? What is it that in the end is, end is going to lead your life? What is something's going to make that final decision for you? A job, a spouse, school to put your children in, church to go to, whatever it may be. Something's going to make that final decision and be the, the, the one that settles it for you. And what is that going to be? That has to be the Lord Jesus Christ. It has to be the word of Almighty God. It has to be the spirit of Almighty God given to us freely by the Lord. It has to be. What are you going what settles it for you? What settles it for you? What do you turn to? What do you run to? What do you seek after? What authority or voice do you trust and rely upon? Everybody, somebody that's a total atheist, is agnostic or atheist or humanist and has nothing to do with God and ridicules the very thought of God. They still have some authority in their life that governs the way they live. Their moral choices especially and choices that they make through life. What settles it for them and for us above all others? Now, I want to spend a few moments reading. I just Googled. I just went to my computer and I sat down and I looked up, follow your heart. I want to see what came up. And so it leads me instantly to some websites, and it had quotes, I think it was like 158 quotes. I'm not going to read 158 this morning. Uh, 158 quotes from well-known people. I didn't know who they all were, but apparently they're all celebrities and well-known people. And this was, this was some of the quotes. I want to give you a few of them just to see where we are leading into our series and our thought about truth and following it after truth or following in our hearts. Okay, so follow your heart. I have, I have advice for people, period, who are in an unhealthy relationship. Follow your heart. It will get you where you need to be. Now, I'm not going to tell who the people are because half of them are more than half I don't know, and it doesn't really matter. My point is not to... Uh, to single them out, so to speak. My point is, anybody could find this. They're proud of it. This is the advice that they give. It, and I thought this was interesting. Follow your heart. It will get you. What's going to get me? It, your heart, will get you where you need to be. Where does our heart get us apart from Christ? Sin and more sin and more sin and more sin. Here's another you can do anything as long as you don't stop believing. When it is meant to be, it will be. You just have to follow your heart. Here's another. Let yourself. Now this one says a little more spiritual sounding. It's still wrong. 
let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you really love. So whatever that is, whatever you really love and what you feel that longing in your heart, it says, let yourself be silently drawn to that. Okay, I love to overeat. Okay, so I'm going to be silently drawn to Krispy Kreme donuts or something. Let your be strangely, to the strange pull of what you really love, it will not lead you astray. Again, your heart and that feeling in your heart and that longing that you have in your heart. Remember, this is totally apart from Christ. This is just a humanity. This is that nature of Adam. This is that carnal nature. That's of the world. Be strong to it. Uh, be led by it. It will never lead you astray. All right. If you want to be happy and successful. Now, you and I, if we had a lost person or we're talking to somebody, even a saved person that's struggling, we would point them to the scriptures. And we would point them to the Lord Jesus Christ in his presence, his fullness of joy. A fruit of the spirit is joy that he gives. This celebrity says, if you want to be happy and successful, it is important to follow your heart. The secret to living a fulfilling life is trusting your instincts. I would, I would have been in prison for road rage if I trusted my instincts. Somebody cuts me off and I want to run them off in the ditch. You know, if I, if, if I just followed my own instincts or what I heart was in my heart. It says, in chasing after what your heart wants, this is the secret to success and happiness. If you believe in yourself, anything is possible. Now, what I'm saying in these quotes, we're just so you know it, we're the oddballs, okay? I know that when I'm standing up here that most people believe this. Most people espouse this. Most people, and many in pulpits, preach the self-esteem, the self the self-forgiveness, the self-love, the self-everything about self and about your own heart. But the Bible says, curse is the man that trusted man. So something's going to settle it for me. Is it going to be the popular, what's popular, what feels good and seems right? Every way of man is right in his own eyes. You have people from all different walks of life that will say, follow your heart. There's only one voice that's saying, follow the Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one voice, and that's the Holy Spirit. There's only one voice that's saying, go to God. Turn to the Lord. He'll give you a new heart. Your heart is deceitful. My heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. That's what the Bible says. What is going to make that choice for us? What is going to be that authority that we settle upon? I'll give you another one. I always believe that when you follow your heart or your gut, when you really follow the things that feel great to you, you can never lose. The Bible says also in Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seemeth right unto, the, unto man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Follow your heart. Here's another quote. Do what you love. Another quote. Your heart and your instincts are far more reliable than your brain. When you follow your heart, you can be sure you won't regret it later. I want to last, read that last part, and then I want you to think about it for one second. When you follow your heart, you can be sure that you won't regret it later. Can anybody in here, I'm not asking you to sh tell me what it is. 
anything in your life where you followed your feelings and longings of your heart or the desires of your heart and you seriously regret what you did. I have. I have done things. I followed my heart, what I thought was right, what felt right at the time, and oh, how I regret it. Thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God for his restoration. But this, this celebrity says you can be sure you won't regret it later. Trust your own instincts. Go inside. Follow your heart right from the start. As I have learned, that's the path to happiness. A couple more, and I'll be through with this. I'm here to spread a message of hope. Follow your heart. Don't follow what you've been told you're supposed to. Three more. Everyone has an inner voice, the one that's a ne negative Nancy. I'd say to ignore that voice and to be confident and follow your heart. From my own experience, I want to say that you should follow your heart and the mind will follow. Believe in yourself and you will create miracles. Now we're really starting to get into that. We kind of snicker at that a little bit, but this is where a lot of society is. This is where a lot of spiritual people are. Believe in yourself and you will create miracles. Heart flow, here's one more, last one. Heart flow means listening to your intuition and hunches and following your heart. How can you let your heart lead today? Well, I used to follow my own heart, and that's before I knew Christ. And by God's Spirit, He convicted me of my sin, and now I have a good shepherd that guides me. Now I have a new heart that he's given me. Now by the word of God and by the spirit of God, my mind is being renewed. And I'm not following after my heart. That is a lie straight from the garden, of the, from the serpent to Eve, that you'll be as gods. So you, can, you are the key to your own happiness and success. Follow it. Follow your own heart. The intent here is not to mock those things, although it might be easy to do so, it's so uh, prevalent, its thought is so prevalent, it sounds good, it sounds right, it sounds uncontroversial, like you, I said, you can have people from all walks of life, different races, nationalities, backgrounds, economic, whatever, male, female, and all could get up before a bunch of school kids or on a college campus or something like that and say, follow your heart and follow your dreams and follow what feels right to you. And they're going to be accepted. That, that thought is going to be accepted. It sounds pleasant. It sounds good. It sounds very universal and inclusive. It sounds positive. There are no opponents to that for the most part. There are no naysayers. But the Bible says, Jesus said, woe unto you when all men speak well of you. If that thought is that popular, then it tells me there's got to be something wrong there. So I go to one scripture and I read, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? It's a fool that trusts in his own heart. And so we see it's the sin, sinful and sin-filled hearts of man. That's our problem. That's our problem. 
in the first and greatest commandment all in the word of God, the Old Testament, and Jesus quotes it again in, in Matthew 22. And they ask him, Lord, what's the first and greatest commandment? The first, he doesn't hesitate, the first and greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. The second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We can't do either of those without a new heart without being washed in the blood of Jesus, without being forgiven of our sins, because my heart on its own doesn't seek after God. My heart on its own doesn't want to please God. My heart on its own is sinful and dark and sin darkened. And, but I'm to love the Lord with all of my heart. That heart needs to be given to God. That heart needs to be given over to God. So this, this message about following in your heart is so positive and so well-liked and accepted. But it's not when we come, it doesn't strike us as being pleasant when we know the truth, amen? We, we know the truth from the Word of God. When we understand the condition of man's heart, and I keep stressing this, apart from Christ. The condition of a man's heart apart from Christ and as I said, we have now as saved people, if you're born again, we sometimes still follow our hearts and we disregard what God's word says and we disobey the Lord and we sin. As believers, we still do that. It's never going to lead me right. It will never lead me in the correct way. My heart on its own apart from God. But I have a good shepherd that cares for me, that keeps me from falling and keeps me in the past. He says, where I am, there will my servant be also. Because he's walking where, the way he's supposed to walk as the Lord and creator of all things. And I'm walking with him. I'm not following my heart. I'm following Jesus. Amen? I'm following Jesus. And people can ridicule that. And people can uh, look down upon that because it's so out of step with the world. I always use the example, and it will probably be a good example for this whole series about truth. But if you've watched any of these nature shows, and I have, I like to watch nature shows, and you'll see the, the, the salmon that, that is born in this freshwater river in the northwest in Washington State or whatever, and it flows, it goes with the current to the ocean. And I think they spend two years out in the ocean. But it was time for those to, to reproduce and lay their eggs and so forth. Those salmon will find that route find the mouth of that river, and they will swim back upstream. It's not easy to swim upstream. And they'll swim upstream, and they'll actually be jumping up waterfalls. And, and honestly, some make it and some don't. And there's fishermen along the way. There's grizzly bears along the way eating them. But some of them make it. And I always say they're either going to make it or they're going to die trying. They're not stopping. They're not going to turn around and float back out and say, whew, I'm just going to get in an inner tube and float back out into the ocean. They, they are going to get there or they're going to die trying, okay? It's not easy to go upstream. It's not easy to walk with Christ. But I can tell you what, it's a lot harder to not know Christ. The Bible says the way of transgressors is hard. And I would much rather be going upstream through this brief temporal life, going against the current of what's popular and the popular flow and have my eyes on the prize and have my eyes on Jesus Christ and have him being my guide and my shepherd through life than, than going along with the flow. So just got to sort of man up, so to speak. And we have to take the, the weight and the responsibility of being a Christian and walking with God without being ashamed of the Lord or His Word. 
if you said to somebody, no, don't follow your heart, follow Jesus. Let me tell you why. I used to follow my heart. You can be humble. You can be Christ-like. We should be. But we have to tell the truth. That's going to catch some backlash, a lot of backlash. That's going to cause a, a stir and a rising up of people to say, who are you to tell me how to live my life? I want to follow my heart. Well, I'm not telling you. The Word of God says that our heart is deceitful. Mine is deceitful. Yours is deceitful. I'm just saying we have to be prepared for the, the responses of people. Jesus said, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. You're going to be hated by all men for my name's sake, right? But I'm going to be with you, he says. That was the one comfort. I will be with you. Don't fear what men can do to you. You keep your eyes on me. I'm going to be with you. Amen? And he is. So we walk with the Lord. But, y'all, there's a very real war, a war, I would say, warfare taking place. And it's spiritually, okay, for the hearts and lives and minds of people. It's very real. It's not some mystical kind of thing. It's for the souls of men. And it's very well thought out, planned out, tactical, relentless warfare waged by the enemy, the God of this world. He is after people's souls. It's all going to come to a big head during the tribulation period. We will have been raptured by then, praise God. But is a very real warfare being waged by our adversary, the devil, for the hearts and minds of men. And he is telling people, follow your own hearts. The Bible tells us that the whole world lies in the embrace of the wicked one. The whole world, and I say this all the time, it does not mean that every man, woman, and child is demon-possessed. They're not. But in their current lost state, they're in their sin, and it's like they're in a big, the big uh, council of the lost. They're in the arms of the wicked one at this point. God can save us out of that. He did save us out of that. He can save your brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and co-workers and, and from, from that, that embrace as well. But there's a very real warfare going on. And Satan does not have to make everybody demon-possessed. He's just got to keep them lost. They're already lost. We're not, we're not born into this life saved. We're born into this world lost. And there comes an age where we make a decision for Christ or for not when our spiritual eyes are understanding, uh, uh, understanding are open. But he doesn't have to make everybody demon-possessed. He doesn't have to make everybody a heretic or a false prophet or a pro false teacher. He does that with some people, and some people give themselves over to that. He's just got to keep people, just stay where you are. Stay in that kind of slumber. Live, right? Telling you at school, follow your heart. Just live that way. That's a nice, positive way to live, right? Just follow your heart. If it feels good to you, that must be the right path. All these celebrities got really successful by doing that. And this is what they're telling us. That's their key to success and happiness. And so, so many people just follow along. Now, am I told in the Bible to follow my heart? No, of course not. i tell you what I am told in the Bible to do. I'll read this from Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Basically, what a man believes in his heart, so is he. You keep your heart is what the Bible is telling you. You guard it. Young people, guard your hearts. We can guard our hearts by what we let come in through the eyes, through the ears, like we heard 
this, this morning in Sunday school, what comes out of our mouths, we need to guard that. We need to make a conscious choice. You don't just go carelessly through life, like I said, floating in the inner tube in the lazy river that goes round and round. We make a choice. I'm going to serve God. We make a choice. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We make a choice and say, today, God, I present my body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to you. I give you my heart fresh and anew. I give you my mind. I want you to fill it with your word, with your spirit. We keep our hearts. That word keep means to guard, to protect, to watch, to maintain it. I have a responsibility. I'm not just floating through life. Even as a Christian, I'm not just floating through life. I'm seeking God. Seek the Lord with all your heart. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. We have a pursuit. We're pursuing after the Lord. Amen. We're pressing on. We're pressing forward in Christ. We're making a choice to guard our hearts. My heart on its own apart from Christ and faith in Christ and his working in my life by his grace is wicked. My heart apart from Jesus and the working of Christ in my life by his spirit is wicked, is perverse, is fixed upon self. I don't think we have to stretch to say that. It's fixed upon self. It is sinful. It is sin-filled. It is lost. It is unbelieving. I want to read this in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That is the state of men. This particular group of people he's talking about, they had a knowledge of God. God in some way had revealed himself to them. They knew God. They didn't know him, know him like a Savior and Lord. They were aware that he was real, but they rejected and said, we don't want him to rule over us. The Jews said, we don't want this man, Jesus, to rule over us. We have no king but Caesar, they said. Who do you want? Give us Barabbas instead. What do you want to do with Jesus who's called Christ? Crucify him. This is a sin-filled world. That is a sinful, sin-filled, darkened heart that makes a choice. It's not just, oh, poor lost person they don't know. Yes, there are a lot of people that don't know. But then there are people that know and they reject. And this is who he's talking about here. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They didn't give him the honor as being my Savior and Lord. It says, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That is man's heart. It's dark. That means obscured, to obscure. Their foolish heart was darkened. Can I tell you that we don't know our own hearts? We think we do. We think we know me better than anybody else knows me. You don't. You don't know your own heart. The Lord knows your heart. I, the Lord, try the hearts and reins of men. We have to go to God to find out what's there because we never want to see ourselves. When we see ourselves and judge our own selves, we usually don't judge ourselves and see ourselves for the sinner that we are. Satan just needs to keep people just like that. You're not that bad. You're better than that guy. You're better than Hitler. You're better than that guy. And, you know, we go through life thinking we're not that bad. When we see ourselves, what did Apostle Paul say? I'm the chief of sinners. And I think it's interesting he said that at the end of his life. 
late in life, before he was going to be, uh, right before he was going to be beheaded in Rome for his, his service to the Lord, he says, Jesus, this is a faithful saying and worthy to be accepted. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. He would have put himself. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have put Paul. I think ever at that point in his life, he puts himself as the chief of all sinners. I think every man ought to see himself as the chief of all sinners. We ought to all see ourselves that way. Instead of comparing ourselves one to another, the Bible says that's not wise. We compare to one standard, and that's Christ. Our foolish heart is darkened. This is man's heart without the regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, without new birth and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We can't rightly discern our own hearts. Therefore, we can't rightly discern truth. And we'll be talking about this in the weeks to come. Somebody might say, well, that, that's your truth. This is popular now. You know, this is very popular. Well, that, your belief in Jesus Christ, that's your truth. I have my own truth. That right there is saying that there is no absolute truth, but there is. There's a fight for truth, not only to determine what is truth, but is there a truth? Is there an absolute truth? We are so far down this road, y'all, that it's hard to imagine where we are, but God chose us to live in this hour. He said it would be this way. Amen? He said it would be this way. But not only what is truth, but is there truth? Yes, there is. It's a person. It's a person. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, the words he speaks are truth. That's the Bible that he's given us. Amen. And we have the spirit of truth, and we can go on and on. But I cannot trust my own heart. I think Sherry quoted this in Sunday school as well. But the, the Bible says in Psalm 139, we sing a song. We, we quote it all the time. Search me, O God, and know my heart. I need the Lord to do that. Try me and know my thoughts. And you determine and see if there's any wicked way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. A lost world doesn't do that. A lost world is following their heart. I'm coming to God saying, show me what's in my heart that's not right, Lord. Show me what's in my heart that's not right, and then help me, forgive me, change me, lead me in the right way that I should go. I just want to say a very simple truth this morning. Do not follow your own heart. Do not follow your own heart. It's not going to, you might be the kindest, gentlest person that you know. Don't follow your own heart. Your own heart is not going to lead you correctly. It's darkened apart from Christ. Guard your heart. Keep your heart. How do we do that? And I'm going to close with this thought. By staying in prayer, by staying in communion with the Lord, by abiding in Christ, by gathering with the people of God. Amen by staying in the Word of God, by walking in the light of His Word, by walking in obedience to His Word, by being led by the Holy Spirit. Guard your heart. Guard your church members' hearts. Guard your children, your spouse's hearts. Don't simply uh, benign, basically. It just sounds so uncontroversial and innocent. Follow your heart. Not when we know what the Bible says about man's heart. Why did Jesus come and die if all we had to do through life was follow our heart and it will never lead us wrong? It will never lead us astray. What was the point of Jesus coming and dying 
on the cross and rising again and from the dead. And then having his followers be martyrs for the Lord. What's the point of all that? If all really in the end, all we had to do was follow our hearts. It's a lie. And it's a lie from the fathers of lies. Don't follow after it. Teach people the truth about it. Don't follow the wisdom of this lost world. We need to show them the blessedness of knowing Christ and walking with the Lord. There's some song we sing, I'm happy to be in the truth. forgot which song that is. There's a phrase in that, I'm happy to be in the truth. It's a blessed life, amen? It's following Christ. There's not some just mysterious truth out there. Jesus said he's the truth, amen? You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. His word is truth and so forth. The, the joy, we need to show others the blessedness of walking with the Lord and being with the Lord. And I'll close with this, and you can come, that when we're born again, through faith in Jesus Christ, He gives us a new heart. That is part of the new birth. Not physically, maybe a new you know, organ in our, in our chest cavity, but He gives us a new heart with a seat of the affections and emotions. That new heart can love God. That new heart can love my neighbor as myself. That new heart can forgive those that have horribly and despitefully used me. That new heart can love my enemy. That new heart can love righteousness. It can love righteousness because there's a new man created in true righteousness and holiness. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, he gives us a new heart and a right heart. I want to quote this from Jeremiah. This is later in Jeremiah chapter 31. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Now, this is not the first covenant, not the law of Moses that was given. That was given to point men to Christ. He's speaking about the new covenant here. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. It used to be written on things and bound to their foreheads and over their doorposts, the laws of God to obey. He says, this is the new covenant. I'm going to put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. It's part of the new covenant by faith in Jesus. That's the only way that can take place. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. He gives us a new heart. Now I need, I need to follow Christ. I don't need to follow my heart. I need to follow the Lord. God, and the longer that we walk with the Lord and seek after God and we grow mature in Christ, our affections and des desires will start being corrected. Like a ship that was way off course and he brings it back on course. And the more I walk with the Lord, he keeps me on the, the straight path. He keeps me. My mind is, is starting to make the right decisions. My heart is starting to make the right decisions only because I'm keeping my eyes on the Lord. Only because I'm born of His Spirit. I'll close with this scripture, also from Proverbs. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. We take the word of God and we keep them where? In the midst of our heart. David said in the psalm, it's Psalm 119, the beginning of this longest chapter in the Bible by far. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. He didn't trust his own heart. He trusted 
God's word and he trusted where it was, the place it had in his life. I've taken the word of God and it's not just out there somewhere and that I agree with it. I've taken your word and I've hid it in my heart that I might not sin against thee. My heart is not going to lead me to all joy and happiness and success. That is a lie from the enemy. Christ is going to lead me there. He is the, the way and he is that truth. And he is the, the savior and the good shepherd of our souls. Y'all stand with me this morning. The altars are open. Come just take a few moments and, and meet with the Lord at these altars and talk to him. And, and ask God, ask God, Lord, have I been following my own heart? Or Lord, show me my own heart, God. Show me the sinful things or things in my life that are not right. And I want to repent of those things. And God, that you would forgive me. And I want to hide your word in my heart. I want to follow Jesus. And y'all, we also want to be evangelists to tell other people. That's a fallacy. That's not right. Use yourself as an example, okay? I used to follow my heart. Then I came to know Christ, amen? He makes that change in our lives. But the altars are open. And let's just come and meet with the Lord. Worship him. Thank God that he's a good shepherd, that he guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. We have a shepherd. We have a teacher. We have a savior. Father God, we bless you this morning, God. We praise your holy name, God. We thank you, Lord, for being with us here this morning. I thank you that we're not left to our own foolish, sin-filled, darkened hearts, God. That, Lord, we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus and washed in your blood. I thank you, God, that you've given us a new heart, that you've taken the word of God. You're writing it upon our hearts and lives and minds, God. We bless you and we praise you and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.